Hey, how are things? This is Mark here with a quick word about our sponsors. The Clockwork Junkie podcast has teamed up with Agora Pulse. Agora Pulse helps businesses manage your social media marketing. There's no complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all of your social media channels in just one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash clockwork junkie for one month free. I'll leave the link in the description. That's www.agorapulse.com forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. Welcome to episode 98 of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you want to contact the podcast for any reason, the email as usual is clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. My guest on the show today, a lot of you might know already, is Paddy Merrigan. How are you, Paddy? Great. Now yourself, Mark. Not too bad. We got you on the show eventually. I, says, uh, that I was talking to Paddy about coming on the show since October and... Uh, Two was got busy then. You had a child. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. And it was only uh, it was only recently I started getting a few texts saying you should get Paddy on the show. You should get Paddy on the show. And I was thinking, where's all this coming out? And uh, then apparently you mentioned on one of your uh, probably a live stream was it or something that you're gonna that you're gonna come on at some stage. And I says, Jay, I better give him a ring. I says, Yeah, well, I had received a lot of emails lately to go on podcast, okay. and I had always I always had it in the back of my head. That I had told you I'd be on your podcast, so I said, "Look, I can't do nothing now until I uh, your <laughs> podcast was first. I had said I'd do it, so I just said worked out that way that eventually I realized, okay, if I'm going to be doing anyone's podcast, I have to do yours first, as promised, as far yeah. back as October." October. So, no, well, listen, like genuinely, I, I kind of said it to you off air, but when we're talking on the phone, but thanks for that because that's uh, what you call a little bit of respect there, you know. You said you were going to do it, and you did it. So I appreciate that big time. Well, we're here to do it, of course. I said I'd fulfill it before I do another one. Yeah. So look, yeah. it, it might be a bit late, but sure, look, timing might be better. Who knows? Better than ever. But uh, so I suppose, look, a lot of people know on this podcast I talked about depression. I had depression for years. Um, if any of my listeners don't know, this man, this man went through the absolute fucking manias with it as well um he told his story loads of times not on this podcast yet uh, he was on the late late telling his story so i suppose i'd like to go into that from the beginning of of uh, how and when you realized you had depression then work through i suppose how you got out of it and where you are today because like you know from where you were to where you are now seems like impossible if the stuff that i read about you and seen about you is true you know yeah. I don't know how much of that's true, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I let you say it, if you're going to say it. But no, but like, I mean, I look at you there now, like, like you're on YouTube now the whole time. You're there, you're motivating people, you're trying to get people to do the 12-week challenge, and you're doing, you know, not only helping yourself, you're trying to help others, and you're genuine about it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not giving them false ideas or false hope. You're, you're genuine about it. So, I suppose, when did you realise, 
or was there a time when you realized that you had depression? When was the yeah. time that it clicked? Well, I'll tell you the story. So it's a long story. So right. I hope you're not in a rush. So well, pretty if, much just before you start. So if while you're telling the story, at times if I think the people won't know, I just put in and ask you yeah. questions. Is that okay? Yeah. That's yeah, okay. Right. So as look, most people know my story anyway. But to take it back a little bit, who who is Paddy Murrigan? I'm a young kid from Athlone, gets into horse racing, becomes successful with it. I jet off to England at 16 or 17. I have a really, really good early part of my career. I'm on the cusp of making it to the top in the sport, really lived for the sport. Just really like my whole life was horse racing. Ever since I was a young kid, I was channeled to be the best jockey ever. Everything else came last, racing came first. And that's who I was. And that's everything I was since I was a kid. I was around people all my childhood that told me I was going to be one of the best jockeys. And so I lived this in my head. So I lived it. And then things in England went very, very good for a while. And then some things happened where I had to walk away. So when I walked away from the sport, I always wanted to go back, but I couldn't. I just hadn't got it in me. And then therefore, the, it took a while to spiral. But what happened was, was I would become depressed because I really couldn't forgive myself for walking away from the career I left behind so for the for 10 years it's taken it was taking me like to accept what I had uh, walked away from and it was killing me inside so therefore I used to do fucking drinking drugs and I used to do anything to take your uh, attention away from your own fucking yeah. reality so my reality was was that I was the biggest waste of fucking talent ever i walked away from a career that was on the cusp of something amazing and i could just never forgive myself so that's how it kind of started but here's the 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 funny side of it well there's not really a funny side of it but i never faced it so so what i did was i covered it up for years because i for when i was in my early 20s how the fuck could i tell anybody that you're suffering inside i'm the most confident guy on the outside i smiled the widest but I hurt the fucking deepest. And, and that that's the reality with me. So for years and years and years, I never dealt with it. I ran away from it into drugs, drink, gambling, recklessly, like all that kind of life. So it really wasn't until, it took me nearly 10 years to come clean, to say the, that I couldn't live a normal life. I couldn't live in society. I was chasing a high that didn't exist outside of race, and I could never replace that. And I just fell into a whirlwind of depression, but I would block it out with drugs and drink because I viewed myself, everybody viewed me as the confident uh, lad. I viewed myself as the biggest waste of talent ever. And that's how it stemmed. But unfortunately... Why, why, Paddy, did you walk away in the first place? Uh, just the love for the game. I was too passionate. I got let down a little bit. I, got, I lost the ride on an amazing horse. That horse meant everything to me. But this is stuff that is... Uh, like under the microscope, looking back now as a man, as a real man, now these things are minute in a world, yeah. do you understand? But to a yeah. young, ambitious kid that knew nothing, only how to become the best jockey he could be, that was everything. That horse to me was everything. But on the scale of life, when you look back, you can't explain the mindset unless you talk to a sports person who 
everything is being the best. They can only understand. The normal person will never understand the mindset, what it takes to get to where you need to get to in a sport. That You just have to live it. You have to be prepared to to, to be brutal about everything it's just everything comes last your family your friends everything else comes last and that comes first and then when that didn't work out for me I was heartbroken and I, and I had to walk away and I tried to go back to England a few times in the coming years and I remember writing good winners in England I remember companies that sponsored me we were nominated for rides of the years and ringing me. I would go into the Leicesters, the big awards, you have to be nominated for some great awards. And I says, I couldn't give a fuck. I, I was that, dep- I, I couldn't go back. Do you understand? I couldn't face, I tried to, but I was uh, in England. When I tried to go back racing, it was never the same for me anymore. I became very depressed. I felt very alone. Relationships with certain trainers and owners and, and uh, so things I had had breaking down so the community that I felt so safe in eventually was so distant if that meant I felt like the outsider I really felt like the outsider and that's what I remember riding a good winner in Sandown Racecourse and everybody thinking you have everything you ever want I remember driving out the gate in my brand new BMW thinking of fucking doing myself you know what I mean so yeah that that's the look at yeah. even even now it gets me fucking emotional. But mm. these are fucking childhood things where your life all my childhood I wanted to be the best jockey ever. And and I left it behind and it's getting me emotional again. It shouldn't be. That's okay. But, uh, well, like, yeah, I, I can imagine like um you know one of the worst things about depression is that uh you were saying that, like, obviously, you're you're a man now. You're a, a young lad. There, you had everything you ever wanted, and then all of a sudden, a couple of things start going wrong. Looking back now, it doesn't look like it was much, but it was everything. And look, I I, I was and never will be a professional sportsman, but I can appreciate someone saying that. Um, and I, like, it's amazing the way you just won, and you're driving out in a BMW, and you thought like this is fucking it, and. You know, I got a bit emotional when you said that because I had that feeling once as well. And I don't think, like, you have to have had that feeling to know what it's like. It's fucking horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's the worst feeling you'll ever have in the world, I think. Um, and I, I've, I've seen you on a few shows saying that, like, when you came back then, you were doing drink and doing drugs and you were gambling and all that. I'm going to say something to you now that I don't think anyone has ever said to you. I don't blame you. I don't fucking blame you, man, because if I had the means to do that when I was in my depths, I would have done it. Probably. Probably might have done just, just as bad. Because I remember sitting down in, like, I had a job, I was on good money, I had a nice car, I had an apartment down by the River Shannon. Maybe I hadn't as much money as a successful jockey, but I thought I was doing well. Sitting there drinking cans of Coors Light on my own on a fucking Friday. Wouldn't go out and meet the lads, wouldn't do anything, wouldn't go anywhere. Just sitting there drinking, drinking. And it'd kill the pain for a small little while, you know? And then wouldn't be able to go to sleep during the night at all. Awake all fucking night, twisting and turning. Mad asleep during the day then. Then someone could come into the house. Oh, how are we getting on? Make them coffee. As if nothing happened. Yeah. You think I'm the happiest man? I'm off today. I'm delighted. Like You were probably very good at hiding it, Paddy, at the start, were you? Sorry? You were probably very good at hiding it at the start, you know? Oh, I, I hit it all my life because I was the most confident man you'd ever meet. 
whether it was talking to people or uh, anything like my whole life, I was so confident. But the reality was, was that I lived with a deep regret for years. But here's the thing. I just put it off. I ran away from it for years. I was drinking, taking drugs, and I recklessly gambled uh, all that shit just to fill up the time. And I never stopped for a second and faced who I was until 10 years down the line after traveling the world, drinking and partying, running, you know, running around, drinking the whole time, drinking whiskey, snorting cocaine every day. But then coming it was just, you know, then after so long, you're like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And what happened to me was 10 years later, I realized that the fun has gone out of the drugs and drink. But the minute I stopped, the minute I stopped taking drugs and drinking, I have to face up to who you are. And who yeah. are you? You are the biggest waste of talent that ever lived. And that was in my head for 10 years. I that was That's who I had to face. The minute I stopped drinking that's who I had to face. Who are you? You've lost everything you've ever earned from the day you were 12 years old. You were working in racing. Every penny you ever earned, you lost it uh, through drinking, gambling or drugs or however it was gone up in smoke and uh, everything like that. So I had to then face up. Eventually, it just had to come to a head or I was going to take my own life. And that's the reality. Yeah. So I, I was I was a. Uh, in America on holidays, visiting some friends. I used to go out there visiting. And I remember seeing another side of life, real good friend of mine out there, Darren Egan in America. And uh, I used to go out there the whole time. And I used to stay with some great people, you know, lots of good people that I really enjoyed. I'd holiday there for a few months of the year. And I saw a different side to life. And I remember saying to myself, do you know what? Life isn't so bad. Maybe life isn't so bad not being a jockey there's a lot more to life than being a jockey and so I said I'd go home to I came home to Ireland because you, you've only saw a certain amount of time to stay in America and then I'd come home but every time I would come home from America I would revert straight back to the drinking drugs but I had promised myself when I was in America I had promised myself I said never go back to that person never go back to that person that that lives that reckless life just face up to who you are and move on and what happened was I ended up going on a whiskey fuel bender. I went to Sweden. I went to Sweden for a few days. I was gambling recklessly, drinking whiskey, taking drugs. And I remember a couple of days into it, I, I was after taking so much shit cocaine, the worst fucking type of, it was just horrible. I was taking ketamine. I got off some guys on the street. I was drinking whiskey. <coughs> and I remember I, remember I was ripped off the, the next day and I remember when I was waiting to go home and my morale was gone I was after recklessly gambling lots of money that weekend as well lots of whiskey all the bad stuff and then I come home and I just couldn't take it I came home and I went on the beer again and I spent the last month bit of money I had whatever and I just said I've had enough I, I'm done and I, I convinced myself I was going to to finish it off, take my own life. Yeah. And, and that's, as you see, as everybody's seen in the documentary, <clears throat> listen, I'm here to talk about this because I'm strong enough to know. I can, I can, I can, I can share this, this with people, but, but I had convinced myself I was going to die. Somehow, by, by some way, I, 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 I changed my mind at the last second, but I, look, it, it's there to say. And,
it's an awful thing to say, but I was one step away from stepping in front of a fucking train. But but you know what? My family done everything for me. My friends done everything for me. Everybody done everything for me. But in the end, I fucking I snapped out of it and I decided that, you know what? From that moment, I could turn my life around and I could change it. And that's when I contacted Anthony Connell, a good friend of mine. And that was it. Look, in between, there's stories in between that where I had hit tough times in between that 10 years. But I'm talking about the turning point in life. Yeah. You asked me, how did I become to that guy that yeah. went from that? Well, it's very simple. I'll put it to you in, 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 in words. You say, how did I get here? If I didn't fucking get here, I was going to be dead. And that was mm -hmm. the other option I had. The two options I was faced with was, it was, uh, it was man the fuck up, snap the fuck out of this and turn your life around or you're going to be dead. If you're not dead today, you're going to be dead tomorrow. Yeah. And ever since you see me on mm -hmm. Facebook and you see me doing challenges and I'm running I'm running, I'm doing, I'm keeping busy all day because I'm still fucking running. I'm still running. I'm running every day from that guy that was standing on that railway track. And, that, and that's the reality. That's why I'm busy. That's why I make videos all day because they keep me a fucking live. And that's the reality. So look, I just get emotional when I talk about oh, it. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't spoke about it in, in a while. Like I, I moved away from that on my blog. I said that I I can't keep living in that moment. I have to move on. I have to get away from that guy. I have to push on. And that's where I am now. I'm just running away from that guy that was stood on that railway line thinking he had no way out. Yeah. And that's why I'm creating content all day. That's why I'm about to launch a website. That's why I'm about to go into, like, I love horse racing. I love sport, but I can I can be involved in it in a different way I can cover it from a media side I can enjoy it and, and that's why I'm running that's why I'm busy that's why I'm posting videos every day because it keeps me fucking sane and that's why would you say it. Paddy that um, like do you think that if you weren't doing all them things that you might slip into depression again or do you think that the, the minute I stop the very second I stop Sure. People don't realize I'm doing a 12 week challenge right now. I'm doing it because I fucking need to do it. That's what you don't realize. You're doing you, think it for I'm doing it for, you think I'm doing it to inspire the whole world? I'm doing it to keep myself a fucking life. Mm. That, that's the reality. That's the reality yeah. of Mad Murrigan. That's who Mad Murrigan is. If you see me doing a challenge, I'm running away from something. I can tell you that now. Mm. And that's it. I'm fixing my own life. I have a beautiful partner. I've, I've everything going for me. I have a family that's done everything for me. But unfortunately, I'm the man that lived with demons inside my head for years and I could never face it. And I have faced it and I'm okay now. And I genuinely believe, I really, really believe that I'm making a full recovery. Yes, I'll have bad days and I really believe that. And I'll have vulnerable days. But mark my words, nothing will fucking kill me now unless you pull out a gun and put a bullet into my forehead. That's the only way. I'm surviving now. That's yeah. the only way I'm going now. No matter how bad the day gets, I know that that I walked away from a career, but inside my head for 10 years, I couldn't forgive myself for it. Mm. And that's what led me to be a person. Yeah, you met the confident man out in the bar, the guy that would chat to the ladies, the guy that would chat to the businessmen. 
that's who I was. But mark my words, it, it, it was some fucking act, I can tell you that now. Yeah. I, that, I was, was uh, that was mad, Merlin. You're padding yeah, yeah. different fella altogether. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. Um, yeah, you see, <clears throat> for me, Paddy, right? So I remember one day I was sitting down and, and you, you've, you know, practically said the same. It's different, but it's the same. People that listen to the podcast will know this, but um, I was sitting down in my apartment one day and I actually sat there and I said, like, I actually felt it. I said, this is how someone kills himself. This is what they feel like inside. Now, for me to even admit that to myself at the time, I, I couldn't believe it, because like, I'd never do that. And more than yourself, I'm Mark McCormack. The whole fucking town knows me. I'm laughing and joking and funny, and I've loads of friends everywhere. And here I am now sitting down in the apartment. No one knows that was even wrong with me. No, not one single person in the whole world, except for me. And I'm sitting here going, this is how you kill yourself, and this is how you feel. And I, and, and I, 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 I say this, luckily, I decided at that moment in time, that if I live to be a hundred years of age, I'm, I'm not going to do it, right? I decided, but at that time, I thought I was never going to get better. I thought it was always going to be the same. I said, if it is always the same, I will let it be the same, but I just live my life the best that I can. If I can get 0.00001% better every day, that's okay. Having said that, and I say this all the time, if, if you would come in beside me that day and said, listen, Mark, I'm going to kill myself, I would have said, I understand that. I completely understood it. Why did I do it? It's very hard to come back for that fully. Like, I, I will say this, I'm not suffering from depression anymore. I had it for 10 years, exactly. Little over 10 years. And I'm okay for two years. But in the last year, I, I've had about seven or eight bad days. You know? Like, I, I people often text me like oh it's great the way you got out of it and you're doing a podcast now and you're doing this and listen there's not that at all this podcast is only me chatting i'm still a normal lad i can have bad days the first time and i know the difference between a bad day and a fucking bad day a bad day could be a bad week a bad week could be a bad month you know that yourself buddy that's the way it could be no problem at all but that's but that's how it is like if i'm not if i wake up and i'm idle that's when the trouble starts for me i have to to have some activity planned in the day yeah. just to keep busy. Now, I can see it just to touch on what you're saying, as you understand, like I have this pet hate is when people say, oh, someone with depression yeah, took the easy way out. You know, oh, that's like, that's something that I really fucking hate because people don't understand. When a person gets that fucking low, they, they went through every scenario in their head. They went through everything. They were probably 10 years to keeping themselves alive. Yeah. But in the end, they went through every scenario and just couldn't see the way out of it. And, and that's what people have to understand. They didn't just take a way out to say, oh, get me out of here. I'm not able to mm. hack it. It's not fucking yeah. like that. No, Some person for years are facing demons in their head and they're battling them to stay going. And that's what people don't under, understand. But I understand uh, how someone can do it i really do because i've yeah. been that low and whatever happened i don't know what saved me but at the last minute i just came to my senses and i was i was like get, you know fucking get the fuck out of here you're dead and that was it for me so i can see how like i hate how people just say that like oh how oh they took the easy way out that's that, I, anyone says that around me and i'm not joking i put a right hand on their fucking chin excuse my language because what but that's just more what, how what I feel people think is oh you've had a bad couple of days 
You might have lost your job. You broke up with your girlfriend. Things aren't going well for you. Yeah, listen, that's okay. That's not depression. You can have a car crash. You can get paralyzed. You can get yourself back fixed. You can win the lotto and lose it on the same day. Your wife can cheat on you and all your kids can die and you can feel terrible. That's not depression. Depression is a disease that is, is inside you and it fucking comes out everywhere. And to get to the point to think that this is how you kill yourself, you, like you, you don't get there in two days. Exactly, I'm agreeing with you. You know, it takes you long, fucking years long, of strength. Long, and, years long, and, years and, and when you get there then, it's not, I can't take it anymore. I don't care about everyone else. I care about everyone just as much as anyone else. But this pain is just too much. And it's the final straw. It's not the easy way out. It's the final straw. It's the last, it's the very last option yeah. on their fucking mind. That's what people don't realize. They've been through every other fucking option. Yeah. They just felt like there's no other way. There's nothing left. And that's why I get so emotional because friends and family, they've done everything for me that I shouldn't have got to there, but I couldn't control it. And, and, and that's what people don't realize. When you live inside your own head for 10 years, for 10 fucking years, and you're running away from something that only matters inside your head. Nobody else gives a fuck about what you did or didn't do in life or, or what you could have won or failed at. No one gives a fuck. And you're, you're uh, multiplying it by 100 in your mind that it's everything and that's all that matters. But people don't realize that people around you that love you don't care what you do or what you didn't do. They just want you to be happy and, and, and have peace of mind on any given day. And 100%. for me, that's all, that's all I focus for now is I've came to terms with everything now, who I was, but I grew up with childhood uh, pain and hurt from the walking away from the race. But when I look back now, I'm like, you were just a fucking kid that wanted to be a jockey. Who yeah. gives a fuck? There's a lot more to life. Turn your life around. Be successful at something else. Be a better person. Be a better friend. Be, be more approachable to people. And I'm I'm very approachable. I, I always try to be. Yes, I fucked up in life. Yes, I took drugs. Yes, I drank. Yes, I done all that. Yes, I got in fights all my whole life. But I hold no grudges to no man. Yet we, we grow up, we live and learn, and I'm just trying to do better from here on. Just be a better person all around. Like, life is too fucking short. I, I spent my life living inside my head thinking that because I failed at being a jockey, I was a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Snap out of it. You just need good people to show you the way out of it. Now, through my life, I had a lot of friends step in and help me at, at different points. So... I do want to say to anyone, if you are suffering really bad from depression, that there is a way back. But the first thing you have to do is you have to come clean and admit to yourself, this is where the fuck you are. Now, I need to come up with a plan. How the fuck? Like, who's getting me out of here? Where's my friends? Where's my family? This is where I am. I fucked up in life, but I need your help. Who's getting me out of here? And it starts with you admitting that. And once you can admit that, that's where I was. I couldn't admit it. I told everybody in the world for 10 years, I told everybody I had everything. I needed nothing. So how could anyone fucking help me if I had everything? Yeah. Sure, if you have everything, who can help you? It was only when I realized as I got older and as I was going, to, I had no other way back. It was either turn your life around or you're gone. Then it was like, okay, this is where I am. I am Paddy Morgan. I fucked up my whole life. 
helped me get the fuck out of here. And that's when Anthony Connell stepped in, trained me to go back the whole way back into a professional sport. When I look mm. back now, I don't know how I did it. After 10 or 12 years out of it, I lost nearly six stone, got back in the saddle and rode for some of the best trainers in the world. Mm. I look back now, I, I, obviously a year later, I, I, I walked away from it again just because I did what I proved I'd set out to do. I said I'd go back racing. I couldn't financially survive at it. I just couldn't get the back and I would have liked it. But I did what I proved the point. Mm. And now I could go on with my head held high and say, okay, you're a long way from the kid you were that was suffering. Now go on and just be a better person and be more successful and inspire a few others uh, along the way. That's my old thing. I'm just showing people now with the new 12-week challenge that they don't know it's helping me far more than it's helping them. I can, I can tell you that. So mm. I'm just showing people this is what it takes to just get to a safer place. And once you get to a safer mindset, that's when you can move forward in life. Because you can't make a decision when you're feeling down and you're lonely and you feel like a piece of shit and you think everybody's against you. You can't achieve a peace of mind even on your own. You need good people around you, but the effort has to come from you. You have to kick your bad habits. And I'm not saying kick them forever. Like I'm trying to promote now moving forward. Kick them till you get yourself in a better position where you can then... Uh, resist temptation and i'm all for do a little wrong in life if you want to go away and have an odd bender once every couple of months you fucking do it 100 but, but be ready monday to keep yourself on track where my mm. problem was was i would go into the party life and never come out of it for years months at a time it's it's no good like i worked for a man in that loan one of the biggest horse dealers in, in the world for years and i used to show up to work for four or five months when i left racing for four or five months at a time, and I'd be gone for four or five months at a time. It's not the way to live. Come clean, admit your situation, good people will come and help you, and uh, yeah, I wish anyone the best to move forward. I, I'm living proof that you can get better. You'll have your bad days. Like, if I haven't got a busy schedule, like, I I can fall into, like, lie in bed all day. You know, you know what I mean? And, and get depressed. Like, my own mother will tell you, and, and, and it would break her heart to talk about any rough times with me. But but when I used to live at home, the confident Paddy Murrigan, the real confident guy you met out in the street, I couldn't have, I was bedridden. I used to go to bed for months. I would sleep all fucking day. And when they went to bed at night, I couldn't even eat my fucking dinner uh, with my family. I was that fucking ashamed of myself. I would come down and eat food in the middle of the night when they were all in bed. I didn't have for months at a time. And then I'd snap out of that and go fucking drinking and snorting cocaine for for months. You know? Yeah. That's, that's how it was. Gone from one end to the other end, you know? I, no one can see me. I'm so ashamed of myself. Now I want to go and do stuff, drink, drugs, everything. I just to let you know there, I, 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 I followed a lot of that um, comeback. Uh, I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a man like that went through all of that and then I think, yeah, you, you were saying you lost six stone, but like, not only that, like, I was like, you know, the drinking and the drugs and everything and, like, you know, you were saying you were going to do it and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were saying, nah, he, he won't do it. Yeah. And, and, and there he is then at fucking Ferry Hook, right? <laughs> or wherever you are, punches down. I remember seeing that saying, the fucking cunt on it, you know? I was a fair play. And look, you were saying that after a while then you kind of left it then again, but I don't know, like, I could be wrong saying this and if I am, tell me, I don't think that ever mattered this time around. It was just... 
you all thought I was this and I could never be the man I was. Now here you go. I'm the man I was. And I'm fucking much older and I'm as fit as a fiddle. And, and, I, and I'm after doing it. I mean, not that you would be saying this to anybody anyways, but it was just a nice little look what I did and no one thought I could do it, you know? That's, and there, that, it was literally, you know? it became about, in the end, look, I had to do it. I had to get away from that guy. I was vulnerable. I was very fucking vulnerable. And I, I thought the only way I could face the, the, I was haunted, like I said at the start of the, the podcast, uh, I was haunted by um, the demon that you left racing and you, you walked away and yeah. you left something behind. But I said, right, watch me go the whole way back just mm. to ride again, just to go back and be there again. And when I got there again, I was so happy with everything. But to be honest, it was never about that for me. It was about mm. getting myself into physical shape. And the only way I would get my body into real physical shape was to take on something as serious yeah, as what yeah. it would take to get back. And that benefited my mindset. And then yeah. from there, when racing, well, I was riding away, but I wasn't making enough money to justify maintaining the weight down. And then I was kind of working a job. To be honest, one of the biggest trainers in Ireland let me down. The reason I walked away again is because I'm an honest man. I don't talk bullshit. Like, I was let down. I had a promise. I had a... a, a a deal done with a big trainer that he was going to support me after a while. And I put in the work and judgment day came and I was let down. But I'm a big enough man now to carry on and walk away. And it's part reason why I left racing years ago was because the loyal racing is the best sport in the world, but loyalty doesn't exist in it. It, yeah. it exists on a small fucking scale. I love the sport. But I've got the attitude now where, okay, I'm a real man now. I can take it on the chin and say, mm. okay, lads, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm not willing to sell my soul just to ride a few horses. If, if it's not going to happen and you're going to, I can't make a living, I'm out of here. So mm. I kind of came to terms and I proved my point. I came back. Yeah. I rode for some of the biggest owners yeah. in the game. Biggest you trainer. Your, you definitely proved your point already. That's for, that's for sure. Like. That was it. And, yeah. and I carried on and, and I enjoyed it. And then I could walk away with my head held high and say, now it's time to figure out yeah. what I can do in the future moving forward. And, and trust me, I'm starting to find my niche in, in, in covering the sport and things like that just on internet at the minute. Well, I, I came across loads of them and I think they're, they're very, very good. Like you're talking about boxing and talking about horse racing, which you've like, you've great knowledge of horse racing and you always say a bet within your means. That's 100%. Um, like just, yeah, I, I just want to touch on that when you're there. I was a reckless gambler all my life. Reckless, like. So I want to show people if I can make a full recovery. It's funny, I'm not betting at the minute. That like I, I'm at the minute I'm not betting. But I want to train myself down the line that if I want to have a safe little bet for fun, that I can do it. So I want to explain to people that you're looking at a man that's talking about horse racing because I love it. I can't I want, like you have to do what you are who you are. So unfortunately, yeah. gam you know, gambling is a big part of that. And I, most of my life, had problems with it. But now I'm training myself, okay, you're going to cover the sport, you're going to tip up horses, but you're not going to gamble yourself. And when you feel then you can gamble your safe, structured way, then I will have the bet. But for yeah. now, I've took myself out of the gambling <clears throat> market myself. And therefore, I can advise better information because I'm not emotionally attached to the yeah. selections I'm picking. 
So when I'm not betting myself, I, I really have a logical opinion on the race. Do you know what I mean? Where when I'm when I'm crowded, I if I'm, like you're not investing monetary wise and you're not you like you're kind of out of the sport if you like in terms of taking part. So when you're giving your opinion is who the best horse is, if anyone wants to do whatever, it might be four to one, it could be sixteen to one yeah. each way, it could be anything at all. But um just something me and Paddy said earlier on there, and I, I meant to touch on it and I forgot. Like both was at one stage. You know, we're at the point where we decided to, uh, you know, that we could kill ourselves and we didn't. It's just very, very important to say that um, if you're sitting at home with depression now and you feel like that, like it's not that me and Paddy were stronger than you. It was like I was lucky that I didn't do it because I had the thought to not do it straight away. And Paddy already mentioned that he was lucky that it quite, it could have went, he could have easily done it. So don't think that like, oh, you know, you're OK, you have the podcast and Paddy's on YouTube. We weren't doing all of this when we didn't kill ourselves. We're, we were doing nothing. We were fucking in bits. Like you heard what Paddy was saying about living in the house, not getting, you know, getting up late at night when everyone was there to eat his dinner. Like that's fucking so destroying. Like, I, I like I was okay because I lived on my own anyway. So I mean, but um, and then about Paddy was saying that he keeps busy, like, and that keeps him going. That's a great idea as well. But just if if people aren't doing that, like I don't keep busy. Like I do the opposite to you. I take time to sit down by myself. If I'm feeling bad, I don't try to get busy because then I feel it's going to be there again. So I, I actually say, okay, I don't want to go to bed today. So I'm going to lie in bed until such a time as I do feel I want to get out. And I just see what's going on in my mind and see what's going on in my head. And that's okay. That wouldn't work for you. Your, Jesus Christ, your way wouldn't work for me. So there's like loads of ways to, to skin a cat like. But the bottom line is that I always say, and what you're saying there as well, is that, and the two of us are in agreement, like it can get better 100%. You're right what you said. You have to tell somebody. Um, even if you tell somebody and they don't understand, tell somebody else. If they don't understand, tell somebody else. I don't give a shit as fuck if you have to tell every person in the world twice until they get someone to sit down and listen to you. Tell them. Go and see a doctor. Do whatever you need to do. But it definitely doesn't last forever, you know? It definitely no, doesn't last forever. That's, that's what I say. It's important. That's the kind of message I was putting out with my blog. When I was training to come back, that's exactly the message I was trying to show was that if I can do it, because I came on the camera fresh off a fucking bottle of whiskey, 16 stone after uh, about to take my own life, I was showing people, like, if I can do it, you're watching me do it. So, like, yeah. if I can do it, so can you. And that's what it was about. But I yeah. can assure you that that blog, uh, Mad Morrigan, was a big part of me uh, survive, uh, achieving getting back to racing, the support, the support of good people, friends and family, and that blog really pushed me on to pull it off. And I I owe a lot of thanks to my blog. And I, like, you know, my blog has reached millions, like in, yeah. in the millions, in the millions of people. And I really owe them all just thanks for the support because it was a, uh, what's the word? It was like that when you felt down and you weren't disciplined enough, they, they gave you the push to keep yeah. going, watching okay. the videos, supporting yeah. the videos. Like there was days I had to drag myself to train, but I but I always did it because of the support that was counting on me to pull it off. And, and that's it. So I owe big thanks to them. I owe big thanks to all my friends. I just want to get this clear. Throughout my life, so many friends stood in and helped me. They all know who they are. I don't have to name them all, but I appreciate it. And, and, and that's why I'm still here. And I, look, I just want to prosper, move forward, become a better man fix a few issues I still have in my life that I need to fix. And the reason I done my 12 week challenge now, the reason I took it on is because I hadn't got a strong enough 
confidence or mindset to go and fix the problems I have to fix. And this is going to help me do it. Do you understand? Yeah. People don't realize when I do a challenge, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it because it helps me. Probably, mm. I, it's probably because I need it more than they do. Yeah, it's for yourself first and then anyone else who comes along with you and does it, it's for them as well. But that's like, listen, you see, that's you've learned that over years that there are certain tools that you need to make you feel a certain way. And when you're not feeling that way, you do it. It might be a challenge. It might be something else. But you're out there and you're doing it. It's so important for people to hear that. It's also so important for people to see you getting emotional talking there. And I didn't know you were going to do that. And it's like, it just goes to show that someone who's been through the shit and now is back to where you are can still get emotional talking about it. No one's a fucking hero here, lads. You know what I mean? No one's a... The days for hard men are long gone. Long gone when you get into your 30s and 40s. They're fucking long gone. All you're trying to do is survive. That's it. Um, so look, that was the conversation about that. The last conversation I want to have is, what's coming up, Paddy? There's loads of things coming up. I can see you're talking there sometimes on your blog and your eyes are dancing in your head with ideas, but you never say what you're doing. Are you going to give us a scoop here, eh? Well, I, listen, I have some things in the works in behind the scenes. And I hope, look, I love sport. Yeah. I just love sport. Or I grew up in sport. I love sport. And I'm, I'm just saying there's something really, really funky in the works. And I hope it can become a reality soon in the, in the, yeah. in the near future where I'll be launching um, a sports media website down oh, the line good. that covers sport in a really trendy, funny, tongue-in-cheek way that covers it on the good stories. And, and, and I'm going to have it. Look, there's so much to this. So I'll, I'll, I'll say, like, it is if you like sports and you like having a safe, structured bet on sports and things like that, then this is the place for you to hang out. It's going to be an amazing website. It's going to be full of cool blogs, sports blogs, coverage of racing, coverage of boxing, coverage of golf, coverage of sports that I and another partner who's in the background, a silent partner who uh, will run under an alias on the website. Uh, we are very passionate about a few sports and uh, we hope we can focus on them, cover the sport, plus have a subscription club where people can subscribe and come along and uh, they get lots of cool things. Our subscribers, we have some amazing stuff for our subscribers. And uh, yeah, they'll get lots of uh, free tips, free uh, betting. We're going to do an amazing uh, affiliate marketing thing where we're going to give back a lot of that money to the subscribers. And listen, there's going to be it's just going to be something amazing. But if you love sport as much as I do and you want to see a fresh kind of a pop culture to it, I'm going to bring something new. I just think sport is covered now too much on the, the performance itself and, and not the individual people and the characters within sport. Yeah. And I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to find the cool characters in sport. I'm going to talk about trendy, funny things. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take on uh, the sports I like to cover and, and, and do it that way. And, and that's where what's in the works. So listen, it's only it's behind the scenes. It's been in works for over two years. Only the timing wasn't right before with a, a guy. I was approached with this a couple of years ago. We put it off. He's been working in behind the scenes on this, improving it and improving it. So we're going to be ready to launch it in the near future. So stay tuned. 
this is going to be a cool place to hang out if you like an interest in sports and having a little bet. And uh, yeah, I'll do my best for you. I'll call the bookies a lot of names to get you a, a safe and fair value <laughs> deal. Yeah. But they do like that. Like, that sounds cool. Like, you know, like obviously, look for any of my listeners um, that wouldn't have known Paddy. Like Paddy Morgan is his name. Go to his Facebook page. But Mad Morgan, M A D Morgan, go there. And then when when this site is out, you can see it. You can see Paddy. He's putting out videos about loads of sports, about about horses which he loves. He's thought, he's doing videos about mental health, losing weight, and and everything. One of the things, Paddy, that I didn't say. The one of the things that I like about you is you don't talk about things you don't know about. You only talk about things you know about, and that's rare. That's rare, man. And I'm not licking your arse. That is rare. People come on and they talk about everything all the time. They're having a clue. You only talk about stuff you know about, which is a good thing. Um, I don't I don't see the point of bullshit, people. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. You know, I, I, I often bullshit the people at a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning when I drink 20 bucks double bottles. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? That is, that is over. <laughs> haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yeah, haven't we? <laughs> you know, that is over. Hey. Come here, uh, if... Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, I think it's 96% of people that's watching my videos and subscribing. If I could put my hand out through the screen and fucking strangle you, I would. Um, but no, listen, thanks for everyone who has subscribed. Please like and share and all that jazz. Paddy, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I think it's it's very important that the more people, and particularly the more men, I can get on here talking about mental health as openly and as freely as me and you have just done is the better for everybody. Uh, 100%. It's, it's not a stigma. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not a, it, it's none of those things. It's the most natural thing that happens to anyone. Um, I didn't pick depression. It fucking picked me. So don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't, even if you have depression and you feel really, really bad, uh, talk to someone now. Cause this and go and talk to someone. That's the truth. You have to do it. You have to take responsibility and go and talk to someone. Get help. And Paddy agrees with that. He said it already himself. Um, look, Paddy, thanks for coming on the podcast. Much appreciated. Good luck with everything. Can't wait for this website. Yeah, listen, look, thanks for having me on. Like I said, no, it's whatever. been a long time coming and uh, time. Uh, we, yeah. were meant, we were meant to do it a lot sooner, but yeah. for one reason or another, we didn't. Listen, anyway, make sure and support Mark's podcast and uh, oh, when, you're ready, when you're ready to go, Mark, and do like and subscribe, you know? The time yeah. for cotton is over. Listen, when 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 you are ready to post this, Mark, I will share it on all my platforms for you at 100%. 100%. And uh, yeah, remember, support people and uh, yeah, be kind to one another. Look, we fell out with lots of people in our life. We did some stupid shit, but we're all human. And uh, no matter what, be yourself. Because in the end, if you're not yourself, how the fuck can anyone ever know who you really are? Thanks. Take care, man. All the best. Bye-bye. Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. Thank you.